Alt up Tula. You know, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see Golden State switch here, just to put Lou in that proper perspective, right? And he, you know what? He always kind of walks around. He's got this. He's got this expression on his face. His mouth is half open, and he looks like he's half asleep. And he's trying to figure out the next ball play he's going to draw up there on the sidelines. I, I don't think so. I don't think so, buddy. I don't, you, I'm not buying it. You talking about the guy that's got the world championship yeah, he, ring? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just checking. Again, green suspended game five. LeBron, incredible play, pinning the shot against the backboard. Iguodala, you know, it shouldn't have happened, but it did to all of his credit. This coaching against the best team in the history of mankind. Best shooting team in the history of basketball, according to some. That's- hey, look, you know what? A lot of people feel the same way I do about Lou uh, or about Steve Kerr where they, they don't understand what he brings to the table. Dude, Kerr rolled his tail up in there at halftime yesterday and said, hey, we're going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? They were. A lot of these NBA coaches, like the sound bites you get where they give you this inside access, by design, you don't get a lot of strategy. <laughs> They're trying to motivate their guys. Hey, guys, all right, hang in there. I mean, even Brad Stevens, who's lauded as one of the top X and O coaches in the game, if you watch him closely, their inbounds plays. A lot of times, he's creating points. Guy's pretty good. But, I mean, a lot of times the coaches, they're not really motivating teams and players. I mean, I guess in 82 games and then 20-plus in the in the playoffs, there's only so much you can do. But I don't like Tyron Lue. I don't believe in Tyron Lue. And, I, you know, won a championship last year, tip of the cap. Okay. We'll see what happens this year, buddy. We'll see what happens this year. 654-7627 if you want to talk about it. Uh, 654 Roar. Much more headed your way after this. You can be the spark. To bring light where there was dark. To leave an everlasting mark. To walk. To reflect. To run. To ride. To remember. And to bark. To create an inspiring landmark. To, to complete, complete the, the Cancer Survivors, Survivors Park. Park. The Cancer Survivors Park is located in downtown Greenville between Falls Park and Cleveland Park. Be the spark. Give today and remember always at cancersurvivorspark.org. No matter where you're going, you'll see hundreds of convenience stores along your route. What sets Locomart and Clemson apart? Quality gasoline at awesome prices? Yes. Rewards to help you save even more money? Yes. But you'll also find a huge craft beer selection at Locomart that you wouldn't find at a normal convenience store. There's only one stop you need to make. Locomart on Old Greenville Highway and Highway 123. Proudly locally owned and operated. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Hi guys, this is Liana from Local Q inviting you to come see me for our awesome lunch specials from 11 to 3, Monday through Friday. Come pick from five wings, a half a barbecue sandwich, or a taco with one or two of our great sides. Can't make it during the week? We also offer a unique brunch menu Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4. Come try our Kahlua-soaked Monte Cristo just to make sure you wash it down with one of our barbecue Bloody Marys or share a mimosa pitcher with friends. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times with a valid ID. 30 Orchard Park Drive, Greenville. Nothing says spring and summer like the enticing aroma of food on the grill. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help you get your grill on. For the past 37 years, Craft Stove Store and Patio has been the upstate's grilling headquarters. Charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers. Craft Stove Store and Patio has the selection to set up with your perfect grill and a large supply of big green eggs. Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. 
see young men and women throughout the state compete during the state finals rodeo at Garrison Arena, May 25th through 27th. Action in a number of categories, including team roping and goat time, bareback bronc and bull riding, calf and breakaway roping, barrel racing and pole bending. Adults $12, students with ID 8 and free for 5 and under. Save $2 buying advanced tickets at Boot Barn and Easley. Sponsored by HP Veterinary Services and Home Place Horse and Cattle Company. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee. And remember, raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme Donuts. Call Anderson and Spartanburg Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Reinvent your home. Open your eyes to new possibilities and your mind to smarter ways of doing things. You'll find them at the Home Depot, where the next generation of home improvement makes its home. New products, new tools, and new technology that take home improvement into the 21st century. About the only thing we haven't reinvented is helping you do more for less. That's the same as it's always been. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. WCCP. Isn't he wonderful? And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. I appreciate all of you NBA fans out there just indulging us for a segment or two today. It's that time of year. I've been begging and pleading with you for the last 45 days, and only now am I getting some of the scraps left over from your NBA playoff table. I appreciate that. The QCT. Where you been, big dog? Where you been? I appreciate this. Is smug anti-Cleveland Lou, Roy Philpot, the best Roy. Get that crying towel ready for the finals, buddy. We'll see. We'll see about that, but I appreciate it. I, I just like the commentary. I just kind of want to go back and forth a little bit on this. Yeah, QCT. James Gilstrap says on Twitter, big Cleveland fan, Roy and Ben, quote, yeah, well, back in 2010, LeBron, end quote, he says, yeah, okay. I Look, I get it. That's why I said, and I alluded to this in the last segment, I, you know, he's won his championships. He's won three. Very close to only winning one, but he has won three. You can't take those away, just like we can't take away Clemson's national title in football this past January, ever. So, and, and in these playoffs, he has played arguably the best basketball of his career. I mean, Cleveland's been unbeatable. A big reason why is because of how well he's played. He's hitting the three ball. He's rebounding. He's doing all these things. He, leadership, the intangibles, they're all there. I, I'm just not convinced they're going to win another championship this year. But I, I, I appreciate kind of the give and take on this because it's all up for debate. On the text line from the 864, Tammy and Seneca, did Steve Kerr coach yesterday? Haven't heard that he was back. He was not back. He did not coach. But he did give the halftime uh, locker room speech. Went back into the locker room, told the team, hey, there's a big difference with what we're trying to do with pace of play and trying to force it. 
Let's get our spacing. Let's get three straight stops, and let's see how that builds our confidence and gets us back going in the right direction. Minus Kawhi Leonard, it gets him going in the right direction fairly quickly. But, uh, no, he's not back yet, and I don't know if he ever is going to be back this year. He's got the back issues and all kinds of other things going on, so we'll see. But So he's healthy enough to go to the locker room, well, but not the— I mean, you got I mean, migraines, Big Ben. You got, you got migraines. You I'm got just, issues I'm picturing you back there with the, uh, the ventilator, and they unhook it just enough for him to talk, and, you know, the, the machinery beeping in the background. And I was disrespectful for Tyron Lewis. So I'm going to allow you to do that without, you know— Trying to cut your head off there. Did we have a win-win for the Gipper? <laughs> he did do that, didn't he? Yeah. He said that at one point last year, didn't he? Or maybe in the playoffs earlier this Something year. Something like that. Win-one for the Gipper. Do we have that kind of speech back there in the locker room? I, I think that was at Utah where they won. And they, they either won game three or four there uh, when he went out. And, and, of course, the irony, too, here is if Golden State and Cleveland play in the NBA Finals and Kerr is not back, you know who leads the charge for Golden State? Former Cleveland head man, Mike Brown. That would be fantastic. I would love to see that. Him coming back, pressing all the right buttons to beat LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Fantastic theater, right? So I almost don't want to see Steve Kerr return in a weird way just to watch the former head coach at Cleveland lead Golden State past Cleveland in the NBA Finals. I don't know fantastic. if you remember this, but we used to have a sound clip of of Mike Brown in this weird laugh that he had in a press conference one time on a former show that you and I were on. Do you do you remember that at all? He had a, he was asked a question and it was just like <laughs> Brown did <laughs> Brown did <laughs> yeah I don't remember that yeah we used to play it all the time yeah it was good stuff I for, I I honestly forgotten that he had, he was their former I mean I knew that he was but I didn't really make that connection with LeBron though. Game seven tonight, wrapping this one up, Washington at Boston. We've seen the numbers, and we all understand that in game seven, the home team is so dominant. You're almost winning 80% of your games when you host a game seven as the home squad. This series this year, I mentioned this briefly earlier, Washington and Boston have matched up 10 times, and the home team has won each and every time, each and every occasion. Still don't like Tyron Lue. There's now, no way that changes tonight. Now we have photos on Twitter of Allen Iverson with Roy Philpott's face superimposed, stepping on Tyron Lue. I'm, I'm not ready to <laughs> see that. I, I, honestly, I don't really want to see that. That makes you. Oh, that's fantastic. That makes you. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Oh, I mean, I think you'd like it. No, Tyron Lue, Lue looks like he is 14 years old. Oh, oh my God, that is. <laughs> I just saw it. He does. He yeah. looks like the. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Like Mike? Yeah, he looks like the, the kid in Like Mike with the cornrows. <sighs> <sighs> There's no way Washington wins tonight on the road in Beantown, right? There's no way. It's impossible. Man, I don't know. Probably not. Well, I, I, this is what a, I don't like. It's been, a, it's been a hard series to predict. But no, it hasn't because the home team's won every single game. But they shouldn't have. Well, Boston should have stole that one on the road in game six in Washington Saturday. Al Horford had literally the ugliest shot from the wing I've ever seen, and he banked it in, and he acted like he meant to do that, which he did not. Like, you never mean to bank in a shot from that angle. And when I say that angle, it was like 10 degrees from, like, 22 feet just inside the three-point arc, and he banked it in. It was so hideous, and it still went in. And then John Wall answered with a three-ball at the buzzer. Remember this this evening. 
anytime in an elimination game where the underdog comes back, they steal one at the buzzer to force a game seven, then they have to go on the road. When you get a player like John Wall, who's playing out of his mind, he was hideous in the first two quarters of game six in Washington, bounced back in the second half, and obviously hit the dagger to extend the series one more game. After he made the shot, Ben, he gets up on the scorer's table and starts going bonkers. This is our house. You're not coming into our house dressed like you're going to a funeral because Boston's players all wore black going into the arena, which is not a big deal at all, but it was made a big deal, and everybody had a comment about it after the game. That's fine. Wall and that celebration and what he did when he made that shot will will not bode well this evening for the Wizards, also formerly known as a team we call the Bullets. Washington will lose the game tonight. I don't know what the point spread is. We'll check it out here in a second. But Washington, in all likelihood, at some point in the second half, will have its doors blown off by the Celtics. Never mind the fact that the home team is 10-0 in this series this year, including the playoffs. Never mind the fact there's bad blood between these teams. Never mind the fact it's Game 7 at home and the home team wins about 80% of the time. Wall added fuel to the fire. In a series this year where we've seen blowouts, especially in the playoffs at times, and both teams have gone on incredible runs at times, Boston will be the team that goes on the incredible run this evening and will handle the Wizards by the time the night is done easily. And it may be one of those contests where the outcome is decided much sooner rather than later. We, we may be at halftime, and it's obvious how the outcome is going to completely unfold. All right, that. Wall doing what he did does not bode well for the Wizards tonight. That that's my main point here. You tell me if I'm wrong. I I'd see it being being very very close tonight. Boston is a five point favorite. That spread will be covered at halftime, and then they'll win comfortably. They'll they'll win by at least twelve. Tonight. Think about the, you rarely see a game seven won comfortably by anybody. Right? The home team sometimes pulls the okey-doke and does win it comfortably. Hmm. I mean, I, have the, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I I, I see a one-possession game, and I'm... And you shut your mouth. I, I kind of see Washington pulling the upset tonight. And you shut your mouth. You're just being contrarian Milstead, contrarian upper management right now. That's what you're doing. That's the card that you're playing. You do not believe that. You do not believe Washington's going to win in Boston tonight in Game 7. There's no way you believe that. I believe it. No, you don't. I'll take it. No. Are you willing to shave your head? If, <laughs> I knew that was kind of... <laughs> I just want somebody else to do that and have to suffer the same fate. Right after you get your national championship tattoo. I know. we got to get to work on that. I haven't really worked it. You're, so you're telling me Washington wins tonight. Washington, well, I, I think Washington wins tonight. In the Eastern Conference Finals. Home team hasn't won in this series in 10 other games this year. Game seven, the home team wins 80% of the time. John Wall added insult to injury, jumping on the scorer's table, celebrating with the fan base for a rare critical elimination game win by the Wizards in franchise history. First time since 1988 they won a home game facing elimination like that. They won last night, and you mean to tell me that all that's going to somehow be enough to upset IT4, Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, who's the ugliest shot known to man, but still is a difference maker down low. Avery Bradley, who somehow is now turned into like Dennis Scott, who plays defense on the road. There's just no way. There's no way. I'm giving you every reason why it won't happen. It's impossible. 
Which is exactly why it most likely will. I think Washington is a tougher matchup for Cleveland. So, so from that from that standpoint, I want Boston to win. I don't really care who wins tonight. Because you're a closet Cavaliers fan. Now that finally is out in the open. That's good to know. Well, I'm a LeBron fan. Okay. Because I like greatness. <laughs> I mean, how many times I gotta explain this? <sighs> Uh, it's the first time you've done it this year, so I, I, I'm kind of intrigued again, right? We haven't yeah, done it yet this yeah. year. Well, I, I mean, there's nobody going to argue with me about that now. He's a great player. I mean, he's not the greatest of all time. I never said he was the greatest of all okay, time. Okay, but I mean, he's, he's a great player. I can I can see that he's not, but don't come in here with these greatest. He's of all on times. your he's on your Mount Rushmore. Don't oh say, no! Do don't not do that. Mine. Do not do that. <laughs> Let me tell you what: if anybody at this station ever gives you that kind of open. Well, welcome into 105.5 The Roar, and today we're going to give you our Mount Rushmore of Clemson football players. I want you... Well, just call it something different. I, you know, I, I'm, just, okay. Just, I'm okay with we're that. We're better than that here. We're better than that. Are we really? We are. are yes, we? we are. That is so sophomoric in nature. You cannot start a legitimate sports talk conversation in this space with, well, let's give you our Mount Rushmore of top Clemson football players. No! Oh, that's bullcrap. Thank you, Dabo. Dabo agrees with me. He didn't, get that junk out of here. He didn't want any of that. He didn't want any of that. I still want to do the the best wide receivers in the modern era from Clemson. I mean, Sammy Watkins, Nuke Hopkins, T. I Higgins. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know that. I need one more for your Mount Rushmore. Mike Williams. There you go. All right, Sammy, See. Nuke, Mike, T. See, you just did it. T. Higgins. Get out of here with that. On the text line, 864, as a Celtics fan, I'm glad Paul Pierce left the Wizards for the Clippers. Would hate to see him coming off the bench, put daggers in our hearts. I can see it playing out like that, Georgia Jason. Hunter Renfro. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He's a good player. Can you have five on your Mount Rushmore? That means you won't. I don't like any of that. Six five four seven six two seven. If you want to talk about it, six five four roar. I want to talk some college football coming up, and not about the Mount Rushmore of Clemson's all-time greatest football players. You're upper management. You don't support that. You don't want radio shows starting here like that. I think that, people would rather hear about that than NBA right now. <laughs> so, yes. Are you serious? Would they really? The 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 the, the wide receiver conversation keeps me up at night if, ranking if, them. so so if we did a mount rushmore of all-time great clemson receivers let's call it something else except for that phrase but since since nuke how you rank the great wide receivers from nuke to present it's i'm fascinated by where sammy watkins might fall on that list he's number one he was the best he was the no. best receiver here Sammy Watkins was the best receiver here. I'm not sure. There, there, there was nobody that put more pressure on opposing defenses than Sammy Watkins. He had it all. He had the hands. He had explosive plays. He also had the injuries and the suspension. Yeah, and but it that was a fleeting me. moment. That, that was in the middle part of his career. He, he started strong. He ended stronger. Right? That's what you want to do. You want to start fast and then close strong. Close. That's what he did. Who was the Georgia player you ran over? Who was that? Oh, uh, Damien Swan. <laughs> I mean, just trucked him right in the grill chops. It was fantastic. That's pretty good. 654-ROAR, 654-7627. Updated Clemson baseball rankings coming up. I'm not doing the Mount Rushmore of Clemson wide receivers. I am not doing that. 
Watkins was the best receiver to play here in this decade, which probably makes him the best receiver in Clemson football history. Not taking into account the NFL. Nobody put more pressure on opposing defenses than Sammy Watkins. Nobody did. Mike Williams comes in a close second, followed by Nuke. That's how it is. Hunter Infra. Just saying. I mean, if you ask Minka Fitzpatrick how good Hunter Renfro is, he'll tell you. <laughs> he owns Fitzpatrick. Owns him. He doesn't know how fast he is. He ain't caught him yet. <laughs> That's never going to get old, is it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second hour continues after this. When choosing a lawyer, you need someone who knows the law, will take your legal needs seriously, and deliver excellent results. That lawyer is David Green. The Green Law Firm can successfully handle probate issues, estate planning, small business management, income tax returns, and any issue with the IRS. Get the results you're entitled to. For a free consultation, call the Green Law Firm at 271-7940 or go online at greenlaw.org. Imagine the warm sun, the cool spray, and a hot new Sea-Doo watercraft to speed into summer. With models starting at $52.99, our Sea-Doo lineup ranges from family to ferocious. Head to Foothills Motorsports right off I-85 in Piedmont, South Carolina now to purchase yours during our Ready to Ride event and you will get a rebate of up to $500 on select 2016 models. The fun starts at Foothills Motorsports. Summer's almost here. Where's your Sea-Doo? Other conditions and restrictions may apply. See dealer for details. Everybody knows the story. You can't sleep on a bed that's too hard. You can't sleep on a bed that's too soft. But you can sleep on a bed that's just right. Engineered Sleep might not have been around when Goldilocks was written, but they know that a bed that's just right is made just for you. It's not just a fairy tale. They actually build a mattress based on your sleep habits and patterns so that you can get that Goldilocks kind of sleep. And if after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process and learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there's no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking your mattress up instead of having it delivered. Engineered Sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com score. That's ZipRecruiter.com score. For your free trial, ZipRecruiter.com score. Talking security with Clemson baseball coach Monty Lee. For a coach, winning is job security. For you, security is Blue Ridge Security Solutions for your home and business. Your options are enormous. Video surveillance, all sorts of home automation and lighting features, even a feature that automatically arms the system where you forget to. And my favorite, the video doorbell. 
My family loves the high level of service we get from Blue Ridge Security Solutions. Yours will too. BlueRidgeSecuritySolutions.com. Serious security. Are you looking for a one carat diamond under $3,000? I have good news. We have some, and they're worth taking a look at. I have access to diamonds in all prices, all qualities, and from all over the world. Tell me what you're looking for, and if I don't have it, I'll find it for you. And you take a look and see what you think. I can get in one diamond. I can get in a dozen diamonds. And yes, it really is that easy. We have financing available for almost any budget, including 12 months no interest. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson, and I want to be your jeweler. Roy Philpott on WCCP. I can see if I want anything done around here, i got to do it myself. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. I would change those rankings thinking about it during the break. Hey, Sammy Watkins is number one. I mean, Sammy Watkins, it ju- he just sounds like a wide receiver. Sammy Watkins. Like, some of the touchdown calls you would see on television during his Clemson career, and he would catch a touchdown. And normally what he would do, he would like grab it at the 20 and then just hightail it to the end zone. And the play-by-play announcer or the analyst would always jump. It just, it just rolls off the tongue. Sammy Watkins. I mean, it's just fun to say, but that first step, explosiveness. I, I, I don't know that that's ever been matched here. But I would go Watkins one. I would go Mike Williams two. And I say Mike Williams two because... The 98 catches he brought in this past year for nearly 1,400 yards, and especially in the second half of the national championship game. Every time the ball went in the air and it was thrown his direction, you felt like something big was going to happen in Clemson's favor. Every single time. Martavis Bryant had that kind of ability, but never put it together in college the way that Williams did. I mean, Martavis Bryant, pound for pound, is arguably one of the most talented receivers this program's ever had, but it just never really happened in terms of production. Like when he got the NFL and he was playing for cash, the light came on and when he's been eligible to play, he's been terrific. It really wasn't quite the same here at Clemson. And I'm not even faulting him. I mean, I I can see how that can happen to an athlete. So it's not an indictment on him, even if it kind of is in a weird way. I would go Watkins 1, Williams 2, Nuke 3. We're just talking about the all-time greats. Sammy's numbers were better than I remembered. Uh, I I don't know why I'm locked in on that sophomore year where he did disappear at times. Uh, well, he, he, he had a, I think he, he had a but, stomach but issue. He, he had stomach issue. He had a couple of different injuries. That uh, you know, and of course the suspension there that that his receiving yards dropped to seven dropped to seven hundred yards as if that's still t- I mean compared in the grand scheme of things I'll take that. But how many games did he play in? Like eleven, ten, played, or 11? Uh, ten that year. Okay, so still not not terrible. Thirty three hundred uh, over thirty three hundred yards receiving in three seasons, and uh, see that's uh, thirty in thirty six ball games. So, not terrible. Mike Williams, 2,700 yards receiving in 16, 20, 20 in 38 games. Right. So, Remember, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, I mean, and that that's only part of it. You, you can't just look at production. I mean, you, you got to understand what both players meant to the program. The first time Sammy Watkins touched a football at Clemson, 
he took it to the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, that Watkins-Boyd combination began a new era of football here. And it was Chad Morris, it was Taj, it was Sammy, it was Nuke. I mean, it was it was a combination of all kinds of things happening at once. But when Watkins got the football, it was like C.J. Spiller playing wide receiver. You, everybody kind of stopped to see what was going to happen. You know, if you're watching it on your flat screen at home, live television, Clemson's playing at Maryland circa 2012, and you hear Mike Patrick say, Watkins has it at the 20. You're stopping whatever you're doing to see, okay, it's not a question of if he's going to score. It's a question of how is he going to get the end zone? You know, is is he running across the field? Is he going straight ahead? Does he make a move? I mean. That's fair. Yeah. The oh my play. Tammy and Seneca sends that to us right now on the text line, 986-1566, where against Georgia in a 7-7 game, halfway through the first quarter, Zach Brooks steps on the field at running back, Boyd's out of the pistol, fakes the zone read handoff to Brooks, rips it out of there, hits Watkins basically on a little slant or curl pattern, Watkins catches it, and it, and it was the threat of Watkins, too. Now, it wasn't just what he brought to the table. It was a threat of that. Damian Swan's thinking, okay, this guy's going to make a move. Instead, Watkins lowers his shoulder, lowers the boom, decks an all-conference cornerback in Damian Swan, and then races 77 yards untouched. It, it To me, one of the most sensational plays that's kind of under the radar for everybody this decade for Clemson football, and a decade filled with incredible plays. You got a little piece of everything that he brought to the table in that sequence. You got the threat of Watkins, the physicality of Watkins, the speed of Watkins, the big playability of Watkins against another team from the SEC. And he made a living doing those things. I mean, you just, you couldn't, you know, you, you couldn't do anything to stop him, really. And if he did, then it left somebody else open, and, and they were good enough offensively then to make you pay. I think I'm so locked in on Nuke because I don't feel like he ever took a step backwards in his career. He never had that off season or that slump. You think Nuke, his first season, was not on a very good team. And the second half of that... 2010. 2010. Second half of that season, I mean, he's doubled as a freshman, and he he's he still uh, he still makes all the plays. Even though at the time, at the time we didn't think he was all that talented. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I didn't think of him as a big time. Okay, this is going to be a future NFL or well, his speed was always in question. Straight right. line speed, and then his sophomore year. You add Sammy, and the two of them just became so dynamic together. His productivity increased that year, and then his his junior year, you know, again with Sammy through the roof. And he, I mean, Nuke's the number one guy his junior year. Part of that was because of of Sammy's injuries and and what things. were his numbers? What what did they look like? He went freshman to junior year. 637, 978, 1405. Ooh, 1405. See, and, and now you think about the jump that he's made to the NFL. And subconsciously, I could be penalizing Sammy because his his pro career has so far it's kind of failed to launch. Uh, Nuke, meanwhile, feels like he's gotten better every single He has. 
He's gotten better every single year that he's played football from his freshman year in college to, to current. Watkins, to me, was the total package at wide receiver. Nuke had the best hands of any of the receivers mm-hmm. during that time period, and, and arguably ever. I mean, he made a play one time at Daniel. Uh, when I used to do the old Friday Night Light broadcast, it was like Daniel BHP, I, I think. And, you know, he's playing both ways. He was running full speed on a crossing pattern. And the quarterback led him so far on that crossing pattern that he had to actually go out of bounds to catch the pass, which he did with one foot in. And he did it with just one hand. So he's running full speed across the field. The quarterback leads him to the sideline, dragging the foot needed to maintain the integrity of the catch and grabbing the football with one hand, and the ball just stuck to him. He made the play. and I've never seen a catch like that. There was some initial concern that the speed wasn't going to be there to create the kind of separation that you needed in college to be a wide receiver. The straight line speed was never perhaps elite, but it didn't matter. The football speed was. The hands were. The separation that he could create with his body and his physicality against an opposing defensive back, all those things were there. How about the 2012 Auburn game, the quarter of the end zone of the Georgia Dome to open that season, where the outcome was very much in doubt, and Boyd throws a perfect fade to the corner of the end zone. And with the defender draped all over him, he brings it in. Fourth and 16, arguably the biggest play of this decade for Clemson football as well. I mean, what happens if you don't make that play? Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, LSU coming off a national championship game appearance. Fourth and 16 after Boyd had just been sacked. And he just throws a pass across the middle field. Who, who, who hauls it in? Nuke. You going to beat LSU and to set the table, I think, all the way to this national championship run from this past year. I mean, that, that showed you that night that you're capable of going toe-to-toe with some of the best offensive and defensive fronts in the country from the big, bad SEC West. And you held your own and then some. And you, you were able to pull off the upset. Nuke was a part of that play. I mean, look, if you want to call on this show and tell me right now that was the most influential play of this decade for Clemson football, I would listen to that outside of Renfro's touchdown grab, right? But, I mean, that was the one where you're like, wait a second, man, they, God, they are good enough to beat LSU. That was a catalyst to, to all of this, the 4th and 16th. Right. Yeah. Right. No doubt about it. Right? Right. And that was that was Hopkins. So some of the other great receivers probably make that play. But with Nuke, if the ball's in the same area code, you know he's going to make it. He's going to break it in. And Trent doesn't matter. So I, I would say, you know, Watkins pound for pound the best receiver. Williams, I would go number two. And then I, I would probably go Nuke number three. But Nuke had the best hands. And Nuke so far has been the best receiver in the NFL. So, I mean, if you were going on that, then, you know, Nuke was more durable. Than Sammy Watkins. I mean, so yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to enter that into the equation, that would be something as well. I, I uh, Nuke just seemed like he made a whole lot of clutch catches, right? So, but but statistically, yeah, you're right. You're right. I I don't give, I don't give Sammy enough credit, and I part of that, admittedly, is. The way what's happened in his NFL career. So well, far. I mean, his NFL numbers haven't been hideous. He's been injured. I want to say he's been over a thousand yards receiving 
uh, two of the last three years or something like that. But it, it, it hasn't been how what much we saw it, yeah. here. Yeah, how much of it is Sammy and how much of it is Buffalo? Right. That's yeah, Tyrod Taylor throwing the pill to Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's what's tough. And, and it feels like this will be his last year in Buffalo. Uh, they're not picking up his his uh his the option so he's going to get an opportunity you know to make a name for himself next year and you know wouldn't you love to see him like miami or absolutely new orleans somewhere warm (laughs) yes but because buffalo didn't pick up the optional year on his contract kind of like what we talked about with martavis bryant there would be a real opportunity for sammy to make big time bucks long term by producing a career season this fall and making him a must-sign priority free agent for the rest of the league after the fact. So, you know, provided he can stay healthy and provided Taylor can do anything at quarterback, and those are a couple of big ifs, but if those things come into focus in Watkins' favor, uh, you could be talking about a sensational season. And and for some of you fantasy geeks out there, uh, maybe a value pickup considering what he's going to be playing for this year. I would think about that. I mentioned this going out to our last break. Clemson remains ranked inside the top 15 for the 14th week in a row in college baseball, but they have fallen back a couple of spots, obviously, after the sweep by Louisville. Uh, Tigers announced earlier today, ranked number 12 in this week's USA Today coaches poll. Clemson now 37 and 15, 16 and 11 in the ACC, also ranked 13th by D1 Baseball and 14th by both Baseball America and Collegiate Baseball. Translation. Uh, work to be done to get back onto that national seed line to be one of the top eight teams in college baseball. You need to start winning games, and you need to get to that 40-win threshold as quickly as humanly possible and do some damage coming up in the ACC tournament in Louisville next week. More on that coming up in Hour 3. More college football coming up in our third hour as well as we're back with much more after this. No, we got another. We got another. We got another. You got a second. I think I need glasses because that's the second time in like the last month that's happened. That um, looks like 159. That's that screen is a little blurry. Is that what it is? Light, but there's a big, 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 big one on the screen directly in front of your fat head. And I look at <laughs> the clock like on the computer, and it's not the same as the clock it's on not? the Matrix. It's a little off. Okay. So I made that mistake one time. It's about 30 seconds ahead. Anyways, third hour coming up. I want to talk some more college football. ESPN.com has their top questions surrounding it's way too early. Top 25 teams. We'll get to that. If you want to talk with us, give us a buzz as well. 654-7627, the magic number on the Northland Communication phone lines. That's 654-ROAR. Your text coming in as well. Getting in on the Clemson wide receiver discussion. Talk more about that coming up in our third hour, which begins officially in about five minutes. Coming up next, stay tuned. Locked up tight in the Blue Ridge Security Studio, the flagship station for all things sports. WCCP, Clemson Greenville, 105.5, The Roar. Anything that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit, it fits your measurements, no one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. 
Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you! And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience.